Welcome to the Fit and Fast After 40 podcast presented by Endurance Journey Coaching. Hi, I'm Patrick Ash, and in our podcast, we'll share over 40 years of combined coaching, parenting, and husband experience to help people ages 40 and beyond get stronger, fitter, healthier, and be more resilient so that you can thrive in this endurance event called life. Welcome to the Fit and Fast After 40 podcast episode number seven. Very excited today. Have another special expert guest with me. His name is Anders Carbonier, and his business is called Carbo or Coach Carbo Fitness. And what he does is he helps men transform fat into muscles without sacrificing burgers and beer. I love that tagline, it's fantastic. And I've known Anders for a while now. We're in uh, a group called the Online Trainer Academy Level 2 together. And that's how we met. So I got to learn about Anders and we've done some training together. And I really like his approach. And he's doing some great work with men, especially those men who are trying to get leaner, get healthier. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the strategies that Anders uses in order to help his clients do that. So welcome to the show, Anders. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So let's get right into it because I like to get right to those points that people want to hear. So let's talk about some of your strategies. What, if you had a client come to you, what are some of the main strategies that you use to create change in somebody normally we work I know in our sphere in coaching we work with helping people develop habits and develop lasting behavior change and it's those habits or practices that we do on a daily basis help create that change so what are some of the effective strategies that you use in order to develop the change in in the clients that you work with Oh, um, that's a big question. It's, uh, I mainly try to focus on taking away uh, all the forbidden stuff, mm -hmm. uh, making people realize that nothing is forbidden. Uh, you can, yeah, you can have a beer uh, with, but still have a fitness goal. Uh, you can still be healthy and uh, working on your health and fitness but you still enjoy a, a beer once in a while and you can go out with your friends and have a burger. Mm -hmm. And that's not an opposite of being healthy. In my world, that's uh, included in having a healthy relationship with the food and exercise and a healthy mindset around things. Because what we hear th these days is just, uh, you can't eat carbs if you want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, Drinking alcohol or beer or eating fast food is not allowed and it's forbidden and it's nothing you can do if you want to sustain results. And as you know, and I know, it's all bollocks. Um, so, yeah, I try to incorporate that nothing is forbidden. You can do whatever you want. Uh, 
but also make people realize that yeah if you have if you go out for a burger and beer every single day of the week your results will be after your behavior so but that's not the opposite of never doing that so taking away this uh, black and white uh, uh, system people tend to have like there can be carbs or there mm -hmm. can't be any carbs or they there has to be a strict diet or no diet at all and just eating whatever uh, finding a all the the gray things between the black and white and all those areas on the seeing everything as like a long continuum where something is a little bit better than something but nothing is forbidden and whatever you do you have to make informed choices of why you do things and what consequences that will have if you sit down and eat a jug of a ben and jerry's every night that will affect your results and if you only eat uh, fat protein and uh, salad that will affect your results uh, both mentally and physically if you forbid everything you will be mentally drained and if you don't control anything the results will will be lacking yeah so this is a curious i know for for you and what you're just explaining this idea is like you take someone and they come to you and they have a certain set of habits and behaviors and what you're trying to do is inch them a little bit closer to something that's a little bit better each day am i understanding that correctly yeah, something yeah. like that yeah okay and then so if i've got a uh i'll give you a specific example that we can dig into so if i've got a nasty uh burger habit where i come home after work i'm super tired and my go-to is I scrap my <laughs> meal plan for that particular day and I'm going straight to the burger joint to get a burger and that's my go-to default. I yeah. tend to do that probably a little more often than I need to. So if I'm that type of client for you, how do you create some simple, effective action steps for them to help to slowly change that habit? Uh, first of all, we need to establish what has led up to that behavior at the end of the day. Um, so in an assessment, we might uh, consider something like your sleep habits, because we know that lack of sleep or bad sleep leads to less good uh, food choices. So if we have a bad night, we tend to easier go down the wrong way with, the, with our foods and skip our meal plan if we have one. So first of all, establish why does that happen at the end of the day? And especially if it's a regular occurrence, uh, what can we find any triggers during the day that drains your energy or if you have too little energy starting the day? So it's nothing the willpower is run out by the time you get home from work, then it's, that's something we need to address. But of course, also 
on the days you have more energy, um, try to meal plan a little bit or meal prep. So try to establish a habit of always having a good, healthier option to go to directly when you come home. Because you know it's a, it's a problem going down to the, your local burger joints every day after work. So if you can have an easy, quick, nice tasting and appealing choice that's ready made for you, uh, that can probably take less than those days you go to the burger joint. So maybe if you go there like four days a week, we can change that to three times a week and then two times a week and then just once a week. Because I don't want to forbid it. So I would do the same. Uh, once in a while, if I'm tired and I grab takeaway on my way home or decide, no, I go buy fast food because I can't be bothered cooking today. Uh, and that's okay. But we need to, as I said, establish or realize why your choices become your choices and try to implement some information and knowledge um, around that and why do we end up there and of course uh, lower all the hurdles to have better options readily available yeah and it, it sounds like you're you're doing a bit of reverse engineering and like this idea of that the going to the burger joint and eating is actually just a symptom yes. of other things that are going on <laughs> that are leading to that specific action. So we have to backtrack a little bit in the day and go, okay, what, what are the things leading up to that particular choice? And let's work with those situations. So yeah, like you talked about, it might be poor sleep. It might be not having other options ready to go. So, and I think what you're mentioning there is this idea of replacing. So having some some things in place that when you come home, you just do a little bit of planning, you have some things prepped. So now you've already made the decision of what to do. Yeah. So that now that choice to go to the burger joint isn't so appealing because you've got things ready to go. Because it might be that you just never had anything prepped and that you're tired and that's why you're going to the burger joint. So if you replace it with something that you've actually had prepped and ready to go, now you're in a better spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, we're going to dive a little bit here, Anders, into another one of your areas of expertise, just because I'm curious about, because I'm also an endurance coach. So I want to <laughs> dig into this a little bit. If I'm an endurance athlete and I get this from some uh, people who come see me for coaching services, is, okay, you know, I, I want to do this race, but I know I need to lose about uh, 20 pounds to get ready and I'm and I'm okay doing the training all this kind of stuff but I just can't seem to shake this this 20 pounds and I've only got a certain amount of time I'm, my day's pretty busy how do I start to address this issue of the weight if I if I'm finding that my my training doesn't seem to be doing the trick yeah uh, I think a little bit of that problem goes back to uh, to lose weight. You're not supposed to eat carbs. 
as both you and I know, to fuel your training, you need those carbs. Um, you can't go on a high intensity interval session with no carbs readily available in your body or added during that session, because that will make the, the intensity and the effect from that training session much worse and lower than it's supposed to be. So you won't be able to push as hard as you should have done. And you won't really, after that session, you, as you haven't been on that high intensity long enough, your afterburn or what's an epoch effect uh, will uh, go down faster. So you won't lose or you won't lose as much energy as you were supposed to do from that session because you didn't fuel it. So with less fuel readily available for your training sessions, your training session won't be as effective because that's not the time to cut, cut down energy intake. So you need to fuel your workouts better and be more, maybe a little bit more restrictive, uh, maybe after your trainings and on the easy days. Because if I go out for a two hour easy, easy session, uh, like zone two, just uh, endurance focus, I don't need uh, that much fuel available. I can uh, rely on my um, fat adaptation so I can use fat as fuel. When that process is much slower than the, than the carbs, carb fuel. Um, so if I can trust that my body is, will be able to use fat storage for fueling my easy trainings, I don't have to eat as much for those and I don't really need to uh, have a sports drink or, or such on those sessions. But I need to prepare myself better for my high intensity sessions. Uh, so I, I do a little, little bit of carb loading before important sessions and then a, like a deload or no load uh, before the easy sessions. And that way I can be a bit more flexible in my, in my eating. Uh, so that might lead to that I take in less energy and actually as I'm fueling my tough sessions better, I can also expend more energy during those. And of course, get a better result from the hours I spend on my endurance training. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, I think people trying to lose weight, they, uh, they focus on eating less. And the less means we take away all uh, salad and wedge and fruit. We eat less carbs, we eat less uh, protein, we eat uh, less fat. So we just have small, tiny portions uh, that we think will make us eat little, just less than we need over the time of the day. But that will lead up to we are hungry all the time, we're angry because we don't have enough nutrients in our body. So what I try to suggest is that people 
do fill up with a with the snacks in between with fruit, more salad, more vegetables, and make your portions more filling. So you have a bigger and greater volume when you eat. Maybe you cut down a little bit on on the fat and the and the carbs for some meals and not for others. You make sure that you get enough protein, but your the size of the portion will still be big, but not as energy dense as it is. Because mm-hmm. uh, if if you take away all the all the salad and the and that stuff, uh, you will just uh, minimize the volume and volume of a meal is a very very good to stay uh, satiated and satisfied between meals so but i think the common mistake is you take that away and end up eating tiny portions and you'll be hungry all the time Yeah. yeah that's great point i think this idea of oftentimes Anybody who's on a fitness regimen, whether it's they're training for endurance or just um, training for health or weight loss or whatever their goal is, a lot of times they develop this exchange mentality. It's like, okay, I'm burning all these calories in this exercise, so that will allow me to eat whatever I want. And what you're saying is, okay, let's take a step back from that and go, let's make sure that we're, yes, doing the things we need to do to fuel our body for the exercise that we're doing. But also we need to make sure that the types of foods that we're bringing into the body are high quality. Yeah. You know, the vegetables, the fruits, the lean proteins, those type of things. So that now we have very nutrient dense foods that we're bringing in, but they're not as calorie dense as say something that's like a, a processed sugar. So therefore we're getting more nutrients. It's more satisfying. And just by doing that, we'll actually be bringing more nutrients into our body. And as a, as a side effect of that, typically we'll, we'll create at times an energy mismatch where we're burning more than we're taking in. And that might help us get a little bit leaner as we're training, but still feel good. Yeah. And also those uh, nutrient-dense foods, um, like the wedge, uh, are so important for our energy levels and all the vitamins and minerals in our body uh, to make sure that we have everything we need for the training and not just the, the macronutrients with the carbs, protein, and fat. So we also have our minerals and vitamins to, to make sure that our body has what it needs to yeah, do what it's supposed to do. Uh, so we fuel the body with the, with the right stuff and instead of just taking that away so we eat less. Because I think the mismatch is volume doesn't mean high caloric intake. As you said, nutrient dense, not caloric dense. And fast food and uh, highly processed food is the opposite. It's high calorie dense and nutrient lacking. Uh, so that's the mismatch and the people tend to believe that if we eat a lot of food, we get everything we need. But that's not completely true because you can eat, eat a lot of crap food, not have 
more or less anything you need. And then you can eat loads of nutrient dense food and not get the, that much energy in and yeah, perform better. Mm -hmm. And generally feel better too, because your energy will be way more stable during the day as well. You won't yeah. have those spikes of energy and then crashes down and yeah. 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 Good. Okay, Anders, this is one of my favorite questions for all the fitness uh, coaches I have, uh, professionals on the show. What is the best five-minute action people can do to fit into their busy lifestyle? Because we all work with busy people. They've got lots going on, jobs, families. And sometimes it's like, where do I even begin? What would you say is your best five-minute action to put into someone's arsenal or toolbox? Um, I guess that would be to find your true purpose. Uh, why, why is, why are you doing this? Why is this important for you? Um, and find out what really matters. Um, cause as an uh, endurance athlete, um, you will have a problem with long hours in training mm -hmm. and time will be uh, tight uh, from that matter. And then you have family, you have work, you have other things in your, your life that need to be sorted. Um, so realize uh, what's really important and why you are doing this and try to sort out what's important for you on a personal level and uh, see beyond the performance goals because what i have noticed is if you uh, if you establish your true purpose to do things you have a deeper understanding on why you do every session uh, why are you into this why are you doing a training session for two hours in a slow pace and and try to bring that energy you get from that session bring that back to your family and your work life and uh, make sure that you spend quality time on all aspects of life and try to reduce the clutter um, so if you can sit down and uh, spend some time uh, asking yourself why why do i do this and then, of course, you will come up with, with an answer to that. And then you ask yourself again, why is that important? And so on. I guess you heard it before. We used, used to call it the, the five, five whys. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, Ashley on. Uh, McBride was on uh, my yeah. podcast a few times. And, and yeah, we talked about that. That's great. It's a great exercise. And essentially, if you didn't hear that episode, five whys is it's really getting down to what Anders says, getting down to your true reason and purpose of why this, whether it's an endurance event or your training or you're wanting to get leaner, whatever your goal is, why that's important to you. And essentially I'll start with a reason. Oh, I want to lose, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds because I'll feel better. I want to do this race because it'd be awesome to cross the finish line. Great. Yeah. Why? And then, then you ask it, why, you keep why going will it down. Be awesome? Yeah. yeah. 
why is it going to be awesome? And then you keep going down and you'll get down once you go through those five whys. So every time you come up with an answer, you ask yourself why. Do it five times and you'll get down to an answer that's pretty meaningful because you're right, Anders. If you don't have, if you're, your meaning for showing up, if you haven't got down to that point and of understanding and you just have this very shallow reason, the chances of you being consistent in the long term are pretty slim because there's going to be days where you don't feel like it. <laughs> there's going to be days where other things in life are going to challenge your commitment. And yeah, if you have a really strong why, it's going to help you get out of bed, put your feet on the floor and show up. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I guess in the end, that's what's most important to to show up every day, mm -hmm. uh, even if it's a rest day. Yeah, exactly. You need to show yeah. up for those as well. Yeah, and I guess for uh, for weight management, uh, one of the absolutely most important things I have noticed uh, help my clients the most is to slow down, especially while eating. Sit down on the table, put your phone away, no TV, no computer, nothing else. Just slow down and eat and be mindful when you eat. Just slow down and that will make you realize that you probably get full and satisfied faster or before you have finished your, your plate. So that will hopefully tend that you eat a little less in the time. I actually gave this uh, habit to a client she didn't change anything. She just slowed down while eating and she's lost uh, like nine pounds in six months. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's the only thing she changed. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's powerful stuff. Awareness. Yeah. It's just being awareness of your, your fullness and awareness of what your body actually needs versus when you're distracted, that's all gone. Yeah. yeah that's a yeah, fantastic tip there. Well, Anders in closing here, I want to give you a chance. Do you got uh, anything coming up here with your programs that you want to talk about or highlight? Yeah, of course. Christmas is coming up. Of course, yeah. In my part of the world, especially while we're recording this, I don't know when it's going to be broadcast. Uh, but anyhow, uh, my program is uh, open once in a while. Uh, if you want to reach out, you find me at best at Facebook. Uh, at Anders Carbonier. Uh, but if someone who hears this uh, is interested in uh, to transform about 10 pounds of fat into muscles within the next 12 weeks, uh, just reach, reach out and tell me you, you heard me say this and I give you a $200 discount. Nice. Very nice. Awesome, Anders. Well, thank you so much for being here. You gave some great tips just about eating habits, about training, about consistency, awareness, lots of great tips that people can use. And uh, what's the best place for people to contact you? Uh, Facebook is probably the absolute easiest way. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll leave the link to your Facebook site uh, in the show notes so people can access that if they need to. And thanks so much, Anders. Been fantastic chat here lots of great information want to wish you the very best of the holiday season to you and your family i know you've got a little little one at home right yeah two of them two of them that's right okay yeah. you're gonna have a fun little christmas then yep <laughs> awesome i'm trying to 
be take as much time off as possible and yeah i hope you have a great time too and thanks for having me here all right well thanks anders well Thanks for listening today. If you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. If you have any comments, feedback, or ideas for future shows, please email me at patrick at endurancejourney.com. Thanks.